Hey guys, this is Mikey Domigal of NBA Buzz and Inside Buzz, and you're listening to the On the Board Sports Podcast. Hey, we got to make the best of it. It's quarantine situation right now, but shout out to all these central workers out there uh, doing their thing. Just want to give a shout out here and bring in my lovely co-host, Sean Thomas, a.k.a. Shawnee on the mic. Sean, how are you? Well, I'm doing good. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing all right, man. Can't complain, TGIF, but we have a very, very special guest with us. Joining us from Long Island, New York, is the voice, the TV voice of the New York Islanders and NBC Sports Network, where we are talking with the one and only Brendan Burke. Brendan, how are you, bud? I'm hanging in there, guys. Uh, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Thank you for coming on. And, you know, you're, you're a busy man running around the house and taking care of things right now, especially since the NHL season is suspended right now. Uh, how are you making out during this, uh, during this time? Uh, you know, I mean, I'm just uh, like everybody else, kind of in a holding pattern and leave the house uh, about once a week to go to the grocery store. And that's about it. And just, uh, you know, for me, I'm, I'm trying to look at it as a positive. Uh, I, I've got a, a five-year-old and a three-year-old, and I have never in their entire lives spent this much time with them um, because I have a job that requires me to travel. And um, even people that don't have jobs that have to travel, you just have to go to work. And so um, rarely do you get, I mean, I'm going on what, almost six weeks of, of me and, and the two kids and, and my wife for most of it, um, just here at home. So, um, I've enjoyed the time with them. I would obviously much rather go out and have a, a normal type of life and would much rather be doing playoff games right about now than, um, what we're doing. But, uh, I'm trying to make the best of, uh, the family time that I've got because, uh, I don't see how I'll ever get it again. Um, and, and they're only little ones, so I'm trying to enjoy it. It. That's the only way how you could make out during this whole time right now. How's the wife handling all this right now in this situation? Well, she's a nurse. So, um, you know, for the first few weeks, she was working and working a lot. And, um, she doesn't work uh, necessarily in an emergency room or, you know, an ICU where uh, most of the, the frontline workers are dealing with this. But she does work in oncology. And so, um, you know, cancer doesn't stop. People still need treatments during all this. And, um, you know, cancer patients are immunosuppressed and you have to be very careful with them. So, um, for the first few weeks of this, that she was actually, you know, going out and, and going to work and going into the hospital and, you know, taking all the precautions like you hear about and, you know, changing her clothes in the garage before she came back in the house and, and going through all of that. And now, um, you know, she's actually in a situation where she's not working anymore and she's, uh, her job basically is to stay healthy for if any of her coworkers get sick, um, that she can, you know, jump right in and, and kind of keep on going because, uh, you know, you're at that point where, again, just because doctors and nurses get sick doesn't mean people don't need help. So. Um, her job is to stay home with us and stay healthy, and so we're uh, doing our best to keep her that way. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Hopefully, um, everything just continues to go well. Um, Brendan, um, so everything is at a pause. Everything is at a still. Every sport is trying to figure out if we come back and if they are when. In terms of the end, uh, uh, HL, do you think there is a realistic time frame or like a realistic date where you think they can come back and salvage what's left or do you think they should just say hey look this is much bigger than the game let's just start fresh for the 2020 20, uh, 21 year 
Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, this is something that's changing by by the day. Um, so any sort of, and I think you've you've heard the last few days of plans have emerged about a July start date, and here are the four cities that they're targeting. And you know what, I, I think that that is a great plan, but it's a plan that is very very tentative, and it's a plan that no one really knows if or not it could come true. And I think that every league, if you were to get inside of the war rooms there, um, they all have a hey, if we get the go ahead on. You know, May 15th, this is our plan. If we get to go ahead on May 30th, this is the plan. June 15th, I, I would imagine that every league has a scenario for every possible date at this point about what they want to accomplish. Whether or not those are realistic, whether or not it can actually happen, you know, that's for people much smarter than me to figure out. And, um, you know, when, who knows when it will be. And if, you know, if they come up with a July 1st date on June 30th, that could change. I mean, so you're, we're in this type of situation now where no one really knows what's going to happen. To me, uh, looking at it, I really find it hard to believe that we're going to get back and finish the season. It just doesn't seem to make sense for the time frame that people are talking about. Um, you know, they're already questioning whether or not schools are going to be back in in September. We're talking about college football and the NFL having a problem. If they're talking about those things in the fall, how on earth is this season going to have a conclusion? Um, but again, I don't know. Um, I just, it, you got to remember too, um, you're talking probably closer to a month. I think Gary Bettman said three weeks, but you're talking probably closer to a month if all things go well between the time they get a, okay, you can start till the time they actually play a game. Right. So if they get a if they get a June first okay, which is not that far away from now, you're not talking about playing games till July. And if you get it in July, you're not playing till August. And you've got um, all of these players who are scattered all over the earth, you know, in, in Europe and in Russia and all these places. They all have to come back. They all have to play. Players' contracts expire on July first. How does that work going forward in the middle of a season? There's right. so many different things to figure out that um, it's just going to be a lot to try and finish the season. But I guess uh, we can remain hopeful. Right. Everything's got to be hopeful at this point in time, Brendan. Uh, you also cover lacrosse. How does this, how does this affect the lacrosse world? Yeah, I mean, um, they have officially suspended the beginning part of the season. They're not going to start on time, which was supposed to be the last week of May, and that's pretty much all we know. So um, they're kind of in a holding pattern like everybody else. I think that, um, you know, for lacrosse and for the Premier Lacrosse League specifically, they may be set up better than any professional sport to start in a hurry. Um, just because of the nature of their league is that these players all live separately and all practice and train separately during the week. And then they go to a city on Friday, play a game on Saturday and a, and, and, and the game on Sunday, and then they leave. So you're talking about uh, a team or a league that has players that are used to not training together, not practicing together, kind of being in isolation, um, where if you told this league, hey, you guys have games on Friday, they could probably do it. Um, you know, realistically, maybe not logistically, but at least for the physical health of the players and the ability to play, they do Zoom meetings all season long with their teammates and their teams because they're not physically together and they all live all over the country. So um, I, I don't know what it will look like. I think that if they wanted to try and play a season in a shorter time frame than one game a week, they could because that's, you know, it would obviously um, just be a little different. But uh, again, if they're able to squeeze in part of a season or able to squeeze the whole season into a different time frame, that would be great. But um, right now, I don't think anybody has any idea what's going to happen with that. Yeah. Um, Brendan, uh, before the season uh, paused, the uh, and Islanders, they weren't playing particularly well. They were losing a lot of games close, three to two and two to one, so on and so forth. Um, obviously, you being there, 
um, according to the games. Can you uh, uh, talk about uh, the struggles they had on the ice up until the um, season uh, when on the uh, pause? I don't remember it. Do you guys? I mean, really? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, you know what? I, I remember the last game that they played was in Vancouver, and it was a hell of a hockey game. Um, sure, and, yeah. and I remember saying to Bush that I, it was unfortunate that game was on. Um, you know, it didn't finish up to probably close to one in the morning East Coast time because people needed to see that game. It was a lot of fun. Um, you know, they lost, but it was a lot of fun and there was a lot of resilience to it. And I think that they were, um, and Barry Trotz had talked about it, that they were on their way out of what their problems were being. Uh, they were starting to get over the hump and they weren't necessarily winning games, but they were starting to play better. And in his estimation, that's obviously more important sometimes than winning is laying that foundation to play well. And it, if it timed out, you were talking about having your team getting out of that and hopefully going on a run at a good time because you had, uh, I guess, three weeks left in the season at that point. So, um, you know, they were still in the middle of a very tough and long road trip where we had gone to Vancouver to start what was supposed to be a week-long trip and it made it to Calgary. And then the day of the game in Calgary, boom, we were on our way back home and we were supposed to, um, you know, hit – it was Calgary, and then it was going to be Edmonton, and then we had to play in Pittsburgh on the way home from that trip. So that was still a very tough road trip um, that they needed to win probably the last three or at least two of those games, and especially the game against Pittsburgh um, within the Metropolitan Division. But, um, you know, I think at this point, everything is reset. You've got every team resetting. If they are to finish this season, you've got guys that weren't healthy that are going to be healthy. You know, Cal Clutterbuck should be – little further removed from his injury. Johnny Boychuk should be back. You've got all these guys. But then again, that holds true for every team in the National Hockey League. They have guys that we thought were done for the season where all of a sudden, boom, uh, you know, you've got, uh, let's just say July rolls around. You know, we always talked about Adam Pellick being done for the season no matter what happened because his return date was going to be after the Stanley Cup final. If they're playing in July and August, does Adam Pellick come back in time? I mean, it's just there's so many different things right now um, that it's hard to even guess as to what the NHL looks like moving forward. And so um, it's almost counterproductive to talk about what already happened because you're really just starting another season um, or even just starting the playoffs when that happens, uh, whenever it does happen. He's still being hurt for getting the skate in the knee was just absolutely unbelievable uh, back in February. And maybe he comes back during this point in time. Uh, Brendan, let's say if the season doesn't start again, right? And April 30th is coming. Uh, we know that the white whale, Ilya Sorokin, is coming. To, it looks like he's coming here to New York. Uh, what's your thoughts on uh, on the Russian prospect coming over and probably playing with the Islanders for a year? In theory, great. Uh, you know, it's it's hard without a guy who, you know, never actually seen play before and at least play at uh, the National Hockey League level to kind of put your exit all in one basket. I think that... You know, the KHL is a very different league. He obviously has proven himself as a very good goaltender in that league. Um, but this is this is a different animal. And um, can he walk into the National Hockey League and be an impact player? Does he need to do kind of what his buddy Igor Shosturkin did with the Rangers and spend half a season in Bridgeport, half a season in the American Hockey League to get ready? What does it look like? Um, so uh, obviously the, the goaltending for the New York Islanders has been – um, I guess I, I don't want to call it a problem, but certainly a question mark for longer than it should be. I think you've always had this, is Yarrow Halak the guy? Is Robin Leonard the guy? Is Thomas Christ the guy? You just keep rolling through. Was it getting Nabokov the guy? And you just, you have all these, these franchises that have had such sustained success and you look at it 
a lot of it has to do with goaltending. I mean, you look at Corey Crawford in Chicago, you look at Jonathan Quick in Los Angeles, you look at Henrik Lundqvist with the Rangers, you look at those guys that have been there for long periods of time, Marc-Andre Fleury with the Penguins that turned into Matt Murray, but you look at guys, teams that have had success, made the playoffs for 10, 11, 12 years in a row, uh, they all have the same thing in common, and that is a stable, number one, clear-cut, defined goaltender. Um, and so I think that that's what the Islanders have been searching for for a long time. And if this is the guy, then great. I think the, the team will be better for it. But uh, who's to say for a guy who's never played a game in the NHL how good he's going to be? Absolutely. Well, Brendan, what's the one thing you miss most about being out, covering all the games, everything like that? Just I know it's, it's tough. It's been a month without sports. But what's the one thing that you miss most? I mean, it's everything. Like, I, I it's my whole life. I mean, I don't go, if you think about it, like, I don't go three days in a row without calling a hockey game and then I roll hockey right into you know I roll all Islanders hockey right into NBC playoffs which pretty much rolls right across cross season which rolls right back around into hockey like I this is what I do um, and I love what I do and I'm fortunate to be able to say that but at the same time I, I, I've got nothing to do <laughs> at the same time I, I've, I've lost everything in terms of you know my normal routine what is my normal so um, I'm just looking forward to even when I'm home I'm usually in this office preparing for a broadcast and my mind is continuing to work. There's always a game to watch or a story to read. And right now, you know, that side of my brain doesn't even have anything to do. So uh, I, I, I miss the, uh, I guess, the pursuit of knowledge. I, mi I miss the studying. I miss, uh, you know, everything. And I, I miss, um, you know, the travel. And, of course, I miss just, just watching hockey. It's, uh, it's the best sport in the world. And I spend a lot of time doing it. I mean, a lot of time doing it. So um, I, I'm just looking forward to that day where we can do it again. Absolutely. And, you know, Brendan, you do a wonderful job with MSG Networks and with uh, NBC Sports Network as well. And even it's a joy having to listen to you with, with Butchie on the on the on the broadcast. So it's really great. Do you do you miss Butchie, too, in this whole situation? <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. I text him every once in a while and see how he's doing. And he's uh, he's at home with the dogs and, and his wife. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll text him every once in a while. We're, we're keeping in touch. Absolutely. The toy department, baby. That's it. The toy department. Awesome, baby. Brendan, how do people follow you on social media? Uh, Brendan M. Burke. M is for Matthew. That's my middle name. Apparently, Brendan Burke is too popular of a name for me to get that. So um, that's Twitter and that's Instagram. And that's where you can find me. Awesome. Brendan, thank you so much for sacrificing some time. To thank come you, Brendan. Appreciate and, it. You know, keep, keep staying healthy. And same thing with the missus over there, you know, doing her thing, being essential. So. And the kids right. and everybody, Brendan. All right, guys. Thanks, thanks for having bro. me on. Stay safe, everybody. You too. Thank you. That's the one and only Brendan Burke of MSG Networks and of NBC Sports Network. Uh, Sean, great conversation having him on for a little bit. Uh, any final thoughts on this episode? Yeah, Will, you know, it's always interesting hearing a commentator standpoint, Will, and it's like he, he and it's like he said, you know, um, this is his uh, livelihood. He doesn't go, you know, three, four days without calling any sort of game because he goes from hockey to lacrosse. Um, don't forget what he, he also, I don't know if he still does or he did, um, uh, uh, the football games too, uh, college games. Right. So, I mean, like, he just continues to call games and call games and call games. And, Will, to be at a still, Will, I think you have to understand some people have never experienced or have never had to be still in their professional life. Right. 
So what may be uh, normal to us or what may be normal to a an introvert is not normal to someone who is not still in their professional life. So I hope that he continues to, to do good, his wife and the kids, Butchie and everybody else. Yeah, and they can still get to the world. Well. Right, right. It's, um, exactly. So, awesome job by Brendan, and of course, awesome job by you, my friend. No more can I say, man. You know, just thank you. Thank you for the listener, and, and thank you, Sean, for, you know, just being who you are, you know. So, I uh, just wanted to just mention that there. Uh, sure. You know, for everybody here at On the Board Sports, Thank you, and quick shout-out again to Brendan M. Burke for coming on. Uh, you know, just he's running around like crazy over there, but, hey, this is the new normal now at this point in time. Uh, we got to make the best out of a bad situation here. And just wanted to give thanks to my wonderful co-host, Sean Thomas, a.k.a. Shawnee on the mic. Just wanted to say thank you, bud. I am your host, Will Trucci, logging out, a.k.a. Will C., uh, we will talk to you guys soon. Peace out. Stay safe out there. Peace out.